It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Israel's Defence Minister, Yohav Galant, has ordered a complete siege on the Gaza Strip. No electricity, no food and no fuel. This is the latest development after more than 1,000 people lost their lives in this weekend's fighting between Israel uh, and the Islamist terrorist group Hamas. And, of course, what we don't know yet is whether uh, it's going to be something that Israel decides to take on as a ground invasion of Hamas. Already uh, there are people trying to get away from Hamas uh, and trying to leave the Gaza Strip. But the continuing uh, escalation of, of, of violence and war uh, will go now, we assume, for at least several days, if not uh, several weeks. Um, it is war on Israel. It is the biggest conflict in the Middle East for many, many decades. Peter Hitchens joins me now from the Mail on Sunday. Peter, I'm sure, like, like me, you were horrified to see some of the scenes from, uh, uh, from Israel That's from horrible. the invasion on, uh, on early Saturday morning. Uh, it's fascinating to see this is a war... On civilians, by and yeah. large, in which civilians are deliberately killed. Yeah. There's no there's no suggestion by Hamas that they killed them by accident while they were pursuing some alleged no. military. No, they targeted them. And that the actual kidnapping of people, and this is basically these are, these are criminal actions, yeah. not, not not even under the the laws of war, right. permissible things. They're war crimes, aren't to they? do. Well, I think I, I I don't know, but quite possibly not that you're ever going to get any of these people to the Hague. But that's the point is this is not actually. People keep saying this is war, and comparing it to the 1973 invasion mm. conducted as it was with tanks. It's not. It is an. Is a. It like September the 11th. It's a very very large terror attack right. designed to have a political and a, what you might call, a public relations effect on the world and yeah. on the victim country. Uh, Israel is still, it, it, is, is still it, it has its integrity, it can defend itself, its economy isn't destroyed, uh, it, it's not as if it's come under the sort of military attack which it's always prepared for and feared. Right. But it is very damaging in terms of morale. It's very damaging in, in, in terms of public confidence. It makes people afraid simply to go about their normal business. Yeah. Uh, but it, it also, uh, it seems to me, is in grave danger of being widely misinterpreted yeah. uh, for that reason when people start talking about war. Now, the, the Israeli government may now bombard Gaza and they may even send in a ground force, which I think is an incredibly risky thing mm. to do. I've been to Gaza. Well, I, because I, don't, of the, I don't know whether you have. but I it's, haven't, but so it's, tell it's, us about what it's like because, well, it's, because I think lots of people have, have misconceptions about it. it. They do have misconceptions about it. I remember David Cameron 
mouthing the, 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 the slogan that it was the world's biggest prison camp. Mm. Gaza could be, if only it, 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 its, it, its government turned in the direction of peace and prosperity, Gaza could be, a, could be like Dubai. Mm. It's a wonderful position yeah. uh, where it is, economically and for many other purposes. Attempts have been made by some of the more enlightened Arab governments mm. to, to, for instance, build good quality new housing there. Yeah. The problem is every time this sort of thing happens, Hamas provokes as hard as it possibly can, Israel, into bombing attacks, and much of this is destroyed, and right. the atmosphere of tension and violence is maintained. Mm. I've had very good cafe latte on, in a beachfront cafe in Gaza yeah. and eaten extremely good beef stroganoff in a restaurant right. there. There are shopping malls. People, it, there is life there, right. but it's constantly interrupted right. by the mad fanatic politics yes. of the Hamas government, which mm. runs it, and, 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 and all this breeds is fear. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be... Uh, it, it, it could be so many things, but it's not. And also, the, it's, it, people say it's under siege. Well, yes, it is. Israel is very careful for reasons we've just seen to allow things like steel and cement into, in, into Gaza for fear of what might be done with it. Tunnels dug, weapons yeah. made, rockets constructed. Uh, but there are enormous, I've been and looked at I didn't dare go through them, but there are huge tunnels yeah. at the south end of Gaza going straight into Egypt right. through which you can bring a motorbike. Right. Uh, I'm told well, I remember, horse, horses have well, come I've through. Well, I've read stories before that they brought lions through there. And it's they've brought kind of exotic animals. They've certainly brought an awful lot of the armories that they've now got, the more sophisticated stuff that they got from Iran. It's they brought all that through. It's perfectly possible. The other thing people say is, well, the Israelis, how could they not have seen it coming? Yeah. Well, of course, the calendar might suggest that something was coming, but beyond that, as the Americans discovered in Mogadishu, uh, if your opponent doesn't use electronic means of communication and sends his messages by runner and by word of mouth, yeah. then all your most sophisticated satellites and eavesdropping equipment will avail you nothing. Mm. People can and do actually completely circumvent that, as they did in, in Mogadishu yeah. in, in the Great Black Hawk down incident, many of us will remember, mm. uh, you ha an enemy of this kind is very, very hard to fight. So, I, again, it, a lot of the things are being said, are sort of saying, well, it's Israel's fault for not having foreseen it, it's Israel's fault for this, it's Israel's fault for that. Yeah. This is the fault of Hamas, mm. and almost certainly, I mean, the Wall Street Journal yes, says they, it. Yes, they have, they have of, brought of, this of, on Israel. Iranian, the, 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 the Iranian regime's backing for Hamas, which wants this sort of thing, wants to, to make a, the... How should I say the growing development, a quite extraordinary development of diplomatic yeah. uh, relations between Israel and countries such as Saudi Arabia? They yeah. want to stop that from happening. And Dubai. And I mean, I'm told by people who sort of are considered sources in the Middle East that actually that is what this is all about. It's all about preventing um, Saudi Arabia making some kind of pact with Israel, preventing the Dubai connection as well, because they know that if that happens, basically Iran will become. Uh, uh, an isolated country, it'll be the only one left, really, which is kind of anti-Israel. Well, there is that, because there's, there's a great grudge match between Iran and Saudi Arabia all the time, in which, in which everybody else involved is, is a pawn in any case. But yeah. yes, these are, these are things. But if anybody's really concerned, and I am, because I've been to the region a lot, and you can't help but like the people mm. there, if you're concerned about the living conditions and the future and hope of the, of the actual population of the region, whether they be Jewish or Arab, or Muslim, or Christian, or whatever it may be, then the last thing you want is more war. Mm. Now, Israel will now, it always does this, because it's partly for domestic consumption, partly because it's, it's their tactic. There will now be retaliations on Gaza, in which, I'm terribly sorry to say, innocent people will undoubtedly die. Mm. Nothing will have been achieved no. on that. The, the real change needs to be in the attitude of particularly international politicians, diplomats, and in many cases, the media, uh, that Israel's problems are its own fault. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, some of Israel's problems are its own fault. Israel is not a perfect country, does many wrong things. But the 
fundamental fault lies among those who've decided they will never accept the existence of Israel as a state yeah. and will work always to prevent it. These are the people who yeah. are behind these events and, and they are the ones who need to be completely yeah. isolated. Well, you can understand Israel being slightly sort of sensitive to the countries around it when at least two of those countries, and I count um, Palestine as one, even though it's not recognised as a country mm. by the UK, um, who want to see the destruction of Israel, who well, have yeah. it sort of written into their constitution, not if you the, like. The, the PLO have abandoned that, uh, I, I think. Hamas have. Hamas have formally abandoned it, haven't they? But I, it doesn't mean they don't. I'm pretty sure it's in their article still believe it. Um, but Iran certainly does. I, but it's, the, the point is that this will, this will continue until, it's, until the, the world comes around to accepting that, that, that Israel exists and that it's much better, even for the people who've suffered from the creation of Israel, it's much better if we reach a permanent peace. Mm. And that people have suffered from the creation of Israel, even the, the best Israeli historians will absolutely concede that when Israel was created in 1948 in the war then, many Arabs were driven from their homes. Mm. It's a terrible thing. Right. Uh, but you can't go back uh, to the situation before that, it seems to me, any more than you could reverse the, the Indian partition or reverse the, the horrible, but, uh, but I'm afraid, done ethnic cleansing of many, uh, of many Germans from Eastern Europe after the Second World War. You can't go back. What you have to do is make sure those people who are displaced have the best mm. possible conditions. Yes, but now we have a world which is far smaller, I suppose, than it was even the last time this happened, which was probably 10 years ago. Um, and again, as you say, the, the Israelis went in and sort of carpet-bombed uh, Gaza, and now we're back in the same situation 10 years later. But we were seeing some very odd things yesterday, you know, um, migrant refugee camps in Greece, um, cheer, you know, crowds of people cheering for Hamas and, and yeah. saying, down with Israel. And I saw know. demonstrations in Barcelona, demonstrations in Birmingham, in Manchester. There's going to be a Stop the War Coalition uh, demo tonight outside the uh, Israeli embassy. It's a very toxic atmosphere. It is, and it's very regrettable. And it's, uh, it, 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 it's very hard not to be appalled mm. uh, that anybody could rejoice over a thing like that. Mm. But the fact that people do shows how this... Uh, what you might call the general worldwide anti-Israel movement uh, has been allowed to go largely unchallenged. Mm. And people go on and on about anti-Semitism in, in the Labour Party and the Corbynites and all that. But there, is, there does seem to me to be a more general, wider prejudice against Israel among people who would never concede that they were themselves anti-Semitic. No. And yet it does get special treatment. There are, it's not... As, as I've been there a lot. Uh, I've examined, the, 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 for instance, the, the, a very sad position, a great missed opportunity of the Arab-Israeli citizens. I know the history of it. I know the bad things mm. that Israel has done, and nobody can argue it's a perfect country. Yeah. But there are so many other countries with injustice yes. within their borders, which nobody ever demonstrates against or, or fulminates against or holds international congresses about. It's strange the way that they concentrate so much mm. on Israel rather than the others. Well, it must be something to do with the Jewish faith, mustn't it? Because one of the things that we've seen overnight is a, uh, a, a kosher restaurant in Golders Green being attacked, windows smashed, you know, um, and you're seeing it there. Um, and more of this will happen. You might remember, I think it was last year, when there was a, 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 a pickup truck that was driving up and down Finchley Road in North London with ISIS flags and shouting, I death know. to Jews. I mean, I find it absolutely appalling. Um, but yet, you know, this goes on and it will go on. Um, and it's just, I don't know what the answer is to stop it. Well, you can probably never stop it. There's something very deep in the bones of the world and the, 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 that's involved here, which is very almost terrifying and very distressing. 
But what you can do is you can make it so unrespectable and so marginalized that it no longer has any influence. Mm. I think one of the ways of doing this is for, for the world to stop always acting as if Israel is the source of its own problems yeah. and begin to see that there are others. It's, it is possible. And there's an enormous amount of very civilized living together, even now, uh, though it's, it, oddly enough, efforts to make peace in Israel have made it worse. You know, I think 40 years ago, Israelis in the area of, of Israel, which was terrorized yesterday, used to go to Gaza right. for the nightlife. Right. You believe that? Well, I mean, uh, it, this, it, this uh, is it, the kind of the, the paradox. Tens of thousands yeah. of, of, of Arabs uh, from, the, from, the, from the West Bank and Gaza would go into Israel and work productively and take home good wages. Yes. And, but, and then we've had these efforts to make peace. Mm. And since then, it's actually been much, much, much worse. worse. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, just to know that there was a music festival going on literally on the border with yeah. Gaza suggests that, you know, normalisation to some extent had kind of occurred in, in Israel. But, but by the same token, all of the, um, the sort of the counterintelligence work that goes on means that the, the Mossad um, and the Israeli Defence Forces are constantly going under the tunnels, going backwards and forwards, you know, infiltrating groups. Same goes for Hamas. There's a sort of issue of non-trust, isn't there? Well, it is. I mean, it, it, when it, where it's with the West Bank, there's a, there's a lot more closeness. But in, in Gaza, there, it is very fenced off. You have to, mm. have to go through a special uh, complex to actually get in yeah. to Gaza from Israel. It's mm. quite... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's quite complicated to do. And I have to say, I was surprised by how easily Hamas managed to destroy the fence yeah. there, the bits of the yeah. scene didn't look at all easy to destroy. And, and, how, and, and, and why wasn't there anybody there to stop them doing right. it when they did it? I, I do think there was some slackness there, but then there always is, isn't there? No, no fence, no guard. Well, it's, it's the old IRA thing, isn't it? We only have to be lucky once. Exactly. It's as simple I, but, as that. Unbelievable. Well, uh, Luciana Berger, former Labour MP, spoke to Talk Today this morning. Um, let's have a look at what she had to say about Jeremy Corbyn's failure to specifically condemn Hamas. I've been appalled that Jeremy Corbyn has been unable to condemn these terrorist attacks, the worst atrocities that Israel have seen, the worst loss of life that we've seen uh, of Jewish people since the Holocaust, that despite repeated questions, he was unable to acknowledge and condemn Hamas for carrying out this terrorist action. I've seen this morning an article written by Danny Cohen, the former head of television at the BBC who's called on the BBC to call out this organisation and its perpetrators for what they are and they are terrorists. I mean that is another issue that's happened and, and has arisen over, over the course it of the is, weekend because the BBC again are rolling out all kinds of guests who are, are, are kind of blaming Israel for, yeah. for bringing this on themselves and the BBC has form here doesn't it? 
Well, I, my, my view, I mean, the BBC commissioned a report into its own coverage of, uh, of Israel I, to deal with allegations that uh, its, its coverage is biased against Israel, and that report's never been published really? to this day. Right. Well, they're probably still us, doing it. A lot it. of us watching it, yeah. uh, watching the BBC over many years, would say that the BBC's coverage of, of the region has not been, how should, how should you put it, necessarily totally fair. Right. Uh, th there are many, many faces of this, Jeremy Corbyn being one obvious one, but there are less obvious faces of it. There's a the general... Uh, the general tone of a lot of Western diplomacy and, and a, a lot of Western politics, a lot of Western media coverage, is fundamentally more critical of Israel than it would be of any other nation in similar circumstances. Yeah. Less willing to... I mean, everybody will rally around Israel after scenes of this kind. Yes. But see how quickly it dissipates. Yes. I, uh, well, I, the way I it's been suggested to me is it will play out as, as, it, as it is at the moment, but soon it will turn into retribution for Israel killing people in the Gaza Strip. Well, the, the, Israel is, would be wise to be extremely careful about whatever it does yeah. in Gaza Strip because it's, uh, it's not wholly, but a, a lot of it is very heavily urbanised. If you were to send ground troops into that, yeah. you would probably be uh, be asking for, for major trouble and the chances right. of finding and they've also still... the people you want are not necessarily that high. And then we get the whole ghastly business of, of more casualties, of, of well, hostages, hostages being, being killed well. during the attack, and then of the months and years of dragging negotiations where these poor people and their families suffer while eventually a swap is made. And it's awful to contemplate. The people who face this, I mean, you just you just choke yeah. at, at what they have to undergo. And what uh, have you made of those who make comparisons with Ukraine? Because there was a bit of that going on yesterday uh, as well, where people were saying, well, it's all right if you're Ukrainian to defend, to defend your homeland from an invader, uh, but not apparently if you're in Gaza. There are so many differences. I mean, Gaza actually... I, People often need to be reminded of this. Uh, Israel withdrew totally from Gaza yeah. some years ago. Uh, Israel has no forces in Gaza. It's, it abandoned its, uh, it, its the, the, the kibbutzes and other settlements that were there. It completely pulled out. It has no. It has claims no jurisdiction over Gaza at all, and doesn't and doesn't attempt to. Uh, and it it it. it it controls the frontier between Gaza and the outside world jointly with, with Egypt, an yeah. Arab Muslim country. So it's ridiculous to say that this is, uh, this is a, a matter of sovereignty. Israel has said, you can have Gaza. Mm. It's all yours. Do what you like with it. And what they like to do with it, in, in the case of Hamas, uh, not the people who are very much separate from Hamas, but they, Hamas is, a, is, is not a democratic, liberal organisation, the, what the, the, the government of Gaza, headed by Hamas, likes to do with it is they like to use Gaza as a base of operations for further attacks on Israel, which has not got any control over them. Mm, no, indeed. Let's talk about uh, domestic matters. Labour Party conference getting underway properly today. Uh, we'll be covering that this afternoon, obviously. Rachel Reeves is going to make a statement about planning, apparently, amongst other things. Um, but we watched the Tories last week, which yeah. is Sunak... Um, with his wife telling him, telling everybody that she's his best friend and that he likes rom-coms and, you know, he's really a really nice guy, you know. Um, your column was interesting. I particularly liked your uh, reference to the banana, that you could probably make a better government out of a banana. Well, yes, but... You, you might be disappointed it, that's the bit I remember. Yeah, well, no, it's OK. <laughs> no, it, it, any, if you remember any of it, it's always good. No, but the, <laughs> my, my fundamental point is that the, the, the patriotic people of Britain have zigged when they should have zagged and yes. zagged when they should have zigged. When David Cameron took over the Tory party on behalf, of, on behalf of the Blair creature and turned the Tory party into, a, into an actually left-wing yeah. party, then millions of patriotic uh, Conservatives voted mm. for it uh, and, and actually put Cameron into office. And also they endorsed 
this takeover of the Conservative Party by left-wing ideas. Yeah. Now, uh, when we face a position when I think a Starmer government will probably be as radical in its own way as the 1997 incoming Blair government mm. was, an awful lot of Conservative patriots are saying, oh, well, I'm sick of the Tories now. Uh, they're useless, which is what I told them back in 2010, but they wouldn't listen. They're useless, so I'm not going to vote for them, thereby letting in a Starmer government. Right. I'm saying they, this is why I say they've zagged when they should have zigged and they're zigging when they should have yes. zagged. Now is the time. It, it, may, it, it may stick in your throat and you may need to put a clothes peg on your nose. Now is the time not to let Labour in. Yeah. And yet millions are doing it. I, I've been, been saying for years that the Tories are despicable and contemptible. And I don't withdraw a word of it because they still are. But I think people must understand that New Labour is a very, very radical movement right. and that it's very much... Peter Mandelson's very much back in, yes. in charge and you, you'll you find, you'll find it, Blair you? himself scurrying around the, 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 yeah. the back scenes, I'm sure, uh, and lots of other of the veterans of 1997, when this country had its biggest revolution yeah. since Cromwell. Right. And I don't think that Starmer is going to be idle if he comes to, to office in changing this country very profoundly. Yes. Do you, do you read Aesop's fables? Yes. King Not Lord, for a King, while. King, well, there was, there was, my favourite was the, the fable of King Log and King Stork. A bunch of frogs in a the pond. They asked, they asked the gods to send them down a king. And so after about ten minutes, this log came hurtling down from the sky, a big splash, and lay in the, in, in the pond. And the, the frogs said, what's that? And, the, and, and God said, from well, that's your king. <laughs> uh, and they said, well, he's a very boring king. He doesn't do anything. So down, down came a large stork. Right. Uh, which pr proceeded to eat the frogs up. And they said, what are you doing? What's all this? And they said, well, you wanted a king who did things? You've got a king who yeah. does things. If yes. You, you don't, um, and the thing is, uh, uh, what we've got now is King Log, a Tory government that's mm. indolent, played out, hasn't right. got any ideas, doesn't know what to do, won't do much harm. And the alternative next year will be a radical, militant government, which will do, in my view, yeah. a lot of harm. Well, the HS2 debacle kind of tells you everything you need to know, really, doesn't it, about the Tories? Not only did they do something which they shouldn't have done, they then decided to stop halfway through, and then they said, don't worry, because we're going to spend the money on all this stuff. The and then it turned out the stuff they said they were going to spend money on uh, was just a sort of abstract idea. All governments, you know, all governments do that. If you, want, if you want to know everything about the Tories, you, you need to read my book, The Cameron Delusion. Mm. Unavailable at all good bookshops. <laughs> well, of course, uh, and you pointed out, read on the and you pointed out, as you say, that yes, um, the Blair machine was remarkable in the way that it changed Britain, uh, and, and then sort of handed the baton over to Cameron. But at the end of the day, they were determined to get into power in 1997, and they were very good at it, Absolutely. and they were brilliant at, at just basically sweeping all before them and making sure that they got in. And if Blair yeah. and Mandelson are involved now, they'll do the same. The left don't give up. When Neil Kinnock was defeated in '92, he, he, he made that fantastic speech: "If no, with these people in, do not be old." He was furious, mm. livid at losing. Mostly because he thought he was going to win. John Major loses in 1997. He goes off to the cricket. Yeah, he couldn't care less. Right. And look at Cameron That's, when he made his resignation speech, humming his way well, back exactly, to the front yeah. door they, of Downing they, they Street. But the left, they really, really want power because they, mm. they know what they want to do with it. Yeah. And what about that those people who say that. now that we can't vote Tory because they've gone too far to the right? <laughs> and you go, sorry? I mean, well, just because Suella well, Bravham has made a couple of speeches that they don't like. Comedy is not yet dead. No, it really isn't. And what as far as uh, the Labour Party conference goes is, is going to be... Um, what, we, what, what, what moment do you think we'll know that Mr Starmer is, in fact, now ready for prime time, as it were. He's, I, I see you notice he's changed his hair, he started wearing he has, he's... lighter shirts. Well, I think, we, we, I think there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's sort of signs, again, of Mandelsonian involvement. And he's, he's just got smoother. Yeah. 
uh, and, and smoother means when, when politicians get smoother, it means they're hiding things. Yes. The smoother they are. Well, he did a whole interview hiding. yesterday with um, Victoria Derbyshire on the BBC Morning Show saying, and said absolutely nothing. Well, that's, you know, this is called the Ming vase strategy. Right. The idea being that, 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 that he's carrying a Ming vase across a stone floor and all he has to do is not drop it. He's carrying an opinion poll majority oh. a, 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 until the election next year. As long as he doesn't do anything really stupid, he reckons he can win. Yeah, uh, and as long as people carry on uh, thinking as they are, then he's, I'm afraid. Possibly and what about right. the other parties like Reform and and, and I mean, I, don't, I dread to mention the Lib Dems because the Lib Dems always think they're going to do well at times like they this. Might people do, are they gonna, might do um, well. They might do well in certain. In, there are certain seats where they might do well because uh, they have a lot of recovering to do after their after the, the flirtation with Cameron. I think they are recovering, and they, you might actually get again a. a Position where hmm. Labour might actually depend on them. You yeah. don't know. Scotland is unreasonable. Well, Scotland now. One by election doesn't, doesn't decide the matter. One by election doesn't mean Labour's going to sweep back into all its lost seats. And no, but Anna Sarwar is quite a, quite a, a sort of significant figure, I think, the leader of the Scottish Labour Party. Yeah. He's a far more, far more interesting guy and, and a much better politician, I think, than uh, Hamza Youssef. Well, the, S the SNP have been have been have been attacking themselves. Yeah. And that always that, that that always hurts. But I, I still don't think that I used to cover by-elections almost for a living back in the 1980s. And one thing I they made a great story in the morning afterwards, and they were fun to do. But the interesting thing about them was, for the most part, they didn't mean anything right. about what was going to happen next. Yes. They don't tell you. There's much more. Labour has much further to go before mm. it gets back. All Any chance the Tories can win? Look, nothing. In, in 1964, which I can still remember, everyone thought that Labour would win, Harold Wilson would win. The Tories actually had, a, as a leader, the 14th Earl of Hume, who, who became a commoner. Yes. A man who confessed he knew nothing about economics and looked like a skull. Yeah. And he came within four seats of beating them. Right. And nobody thought it would happen. And if he tried that a little bit harder, he might have lost. So what I say is... Never be sure. Um, very good. Interesting. Peter, thank you very much indeed. As ever, Peter Hitchens, back with us next Monday, of course. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.